This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville still votes to advance the government spending bill of $1.7 trillion, despite the fact that he called it a monstrosity just the day before. Tuberville spoke about the bill when it first came out with over 4,000 pages to read. Tuberville was speaking with 1819's executive editor, Jeff Poor, on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile. Uh, we'll finish reading it today and tomorrow, and I'm sure we'll probably have a vote on it with amendments come Thursday. And uh, there's, I think they got enough votes to, to, to get it through. I'm, I'm going to make my mind up in the next 48 hours what direction we're going to go. But uh, it is uh, a monstrosity of $1.73 and a lot of giveaways, a lot of entitlements, a lot of things in there that the American taxpayer don't need or don't want to have to pay. Republicans over in the U.S. House are trying to stop that spending bill from going forward before the end of the year. Birmingham's 140th homicide for 2022 is tragic and involves a sleeping 12-year-old girl. Adriana Pearson was killed by a stray bullet from a drive-by shooting. 17 bullets were fired into the home. One of those bullets hit the young girl while she was sleeping in her own bed at a house on 16th Avenue. Police have been following leads and tips on those involved in that shooting. Now three people have been taken into custody. Pearson was a 7th grader at Irwin Middle School. The Madison City Council says no to medical marijuana dispensaries being allowed to operate within the city limits. The vote this week was a 4-2 to two vote against the measure. Council members decided that they didn't want to deal with further regulation enforcement on how those dispensaries operate within the city or the added traffic to the area. The conclusion was that there are other places where residents can obtain the medical marijuana they want or need, including going to Huntsville, Decatur, or Athens. One councilman, Greg Shaw, spoke with 1819 News saying that he did not think the risk was worth the reward. New court dates have been set in Lauderdale County for inmate Casey White. White faces murder charges from 2015, as well as more recent charges from 2022, when he escaped with corrections officer Vicki White and went on an 11-day run from the law. Both trials against White will be conducted in 2023, the first will be this coming April for the murder of Corrections Officer Vicki White, and then the following June, White will be tried for the murder of Connie Ridgway, which is the original charge that landed him in the Lauderdale County Jail in the first place. A Huntsville native is taking part in a bombshell election trial that's going on in the state of Arizona. Clay Parikh is a cybersecurity expert and certified ethical hacker when it comes to voting, tabulators, and machines used in elections. Parikh was called upon to testify on behalf of Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake as she challenges the November 8th election results in Maricopa County. The trial in Lake's lawsuit began today, and attorneys brought up two issues regarding ballots. The chain of custody was insecure, and that some of the ballots were incorrectly printed so that they would not go through the tabulators. Here's Parikh testifying to what the tabulators would do with incorrect ballots. And did you hear Mr. Jarrett testify that in the November 2022 general election, a 20-inch ballot was used? Yes, sir, I did. Would a 19-inch ballot image projected on a 20-inch piece of paper used in the election in Maricopa for November 2022 have when it was placed into one of these vote center tabulators? It would cause it to be rejected. 
Attorneys for Lake were also allowed to take random samples of the ballots collected in Maricopa County, and they found that 48 out of 113 were incorrectly printed within a 19-inch space rather than the required 20-inch. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, just as Congress is considering a massive $1.7 trillion government spending bill with $45 billion designated to the country of Ukraine, the president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, has made a surprise visit to the White House. Joe and Jill Biden were there to greet Zelensky, and through an interpreter, Zelensky expressed a desire for this spending bill to be passed. This is very important for all Ukrainians, and I am hopeful. And once again, thank you, Mr. President, for $45 billion, because this is a big assistance, and I hope that the Congress will approve this financial assistance for our crime uh, country. The U.S. Department of Defense is also adding on more assistance to Ukraine by authorizing another presidential drawdown. This will be the 28th time that's been done on behalf of Ukraine. A drawdown is essentially a way to send U.S. military weapons and inventory over to the country. This latest one includes Patriot missiles and other high-mobility artillery rocket systems, high-speed anti-radiation missiles, ammunition, artillery, and mortar rounds, vehicles, trucks, grenade launchers, body armor, and field equipment. Former President Donald Trump releases another policy plan should he win back the White House in 2024. Last week, Trump addressed the censorship that took place between social media and big government like the FBI. Now he's taking on the border crisis. Trump's plan starts out with a ban on any president using taxpayer dollars to release illegal immigrants into the U.S. And the plan also includes penalties for violating that ban. Trump says the country is under an invasion. The Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton believes the same thing, too. Paxton went on Newsmax this week to talk about the legal victory he had in suing the Biden administration in order to keep Title 42 health policy in place, which has slowed down a little bit some of the invasion that's happening at the border. It's also the same policy that Trump put in place before he left the White House. Paxton says it's a small victory against a massive plan to cripple the United States by allowing this invasion. Well, I think this is what they want. They He announced on day one, Joe Biden announced on day one, he wasn't going to deport anybody. That's clearly a violation of federal law. It's clearly a violation of his constitutional duty to implement federal law. He doesn't get to make it, but he started making federal law day one, and he signaled very early to the cartels, hey, get as many people here as fast as you can. I don't care what their background is. I don't care if they're criminals. As a matter of fact, we're fighting with them over that right now. We've got them stopped from releasing criminals into our country. But that's how far the Biden administration is willing to go. They want to release criminals into the country who have a background of, of, of criminal acts. They, that tells you their, their strategy. They want to get as many people here, no matter what their background, as fast as possible. And they've signaled to the cartels, you can make a lot of money if you do this. And what that means for America is a lot of uh, bad stuff economically and uh, as it relates to crime and drugs. The U.S. House Select Committee on January 6th finalized its investigations earlier this week. Now, House Republicans are releasing a pile of text messages and emails that involve House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. These communications show that Pelosi made changes to the Capitol security plan, which left the Capitol building vulnerable to these protesters. It also reveals who exactly was responsible for denying the backup requests and reinforcement requests that continually came from the Capitol Police ahead of the event as well as during the event. The FBI and Capitol Police had been made aware of plans for violence from within certain groups by the middle of December of 2020, 
But when the requests were made to Pelosi for more security and bringing in the National Guard, Pelosi refused to due to optics. Pelosi then later demanded that the Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund resign when there were breaches to the building on January 6th. The Family Research Council has released an 84-page report on the increase of violence against pro-life groups and churches. The report shows that the rate has tripled in the last few years. From 2018 to 2022, there were 420 documented acts of hostility involving 397 churches. These acts included vandalism, bomb threats, arson, and shootings. The attacks occurred in 45 out of 50 states along with Washington, D.C. The FRC says that in the first nine months of 2022, the acts of violence doubled in number compared to what happened the entire year of 2018. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks about a spendorama. First of all, philosophically, I'm opposed to the idea of this level of deficit spending. Philosophically, I'm also opposed to the idea of this much pork. I recognize there's things that are going to be in a bill that benefit one state over another. Everybody wants their thing. But good Lord, the level of earmarking in this piece of legislation is beyond the pale. I also, by the way, though, philosophically opposed to saying, hey, we won the election, but we don't care. We're going to let soft, squishy, centrist Republicans decide to go ahead and side with the Democrats to get the Democrat agenda pushed forward. I'm not sure why Mitch McConnell is the Senate minority leader. Why is he the majority leader if he's going to help? Just go ahead and say you're a Democrat, sir. Let's call it done. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 